How are you? Ready for this. I'm ready. So, my brother texted me earlier today with this question. Would you rather a prequel? Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm realizing how stupid this is, but okay. Roll with it. I'm rolling. Would you rather have a prequel when Michael Scott was on sales and worked for Ed Truck? Or when Dwight and Jim first started at Dunder Mifflin? Michael Scott in sales for sure. Really? Do you think so? Because he's a lot more interesting than what Dwight and Jim would have like been like in the beginning. I don't know. I feel like Dwight and Jim, even in the beginning of the season, was like kind of dull and then it grew into something more, but Michael was just like quirky from the get. I can see that. I can see that. Okay, my argument was Jim and Dwight because Pam Pam had just started working there too. So I think it would be really cute for a prequel of when Michael Scott just became manager. I'm horrible! Ah, <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> Are you okay? it's not even worth it okay (laughs) it's the thought that counts (laughs) fuck you this is i day we're gonna keep on running into this problem a lot (laughs) okay let's just keep going so what are we doing today (laughs) brie today we're gonna be talking about uh... (laughs) (laughs) yes see there you go your turn We're talking about um, how the Grinch stole Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> like, how he went about it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm joking. Actually, technically, yeah. Yeah, so Brianna and I watched How the Grinch Stole Christmas the other day. And we watched the Tim, the Tim Carey version. That's the version Jim. I grew up on. Jim Carey. Did I say Tim Carey? <laughs> Yeah. That's embarrassing. <laughs> it's okay. I'm sure Jim won't mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so How the Grinch Stole Christmas with Jim Carrey. Brianna, did you watch that movie growing up or did you watch the animated version? I watched it growing up and I did watch the Jim Carrey version along with the Dr. Seuss Cat in the Hat with Mike Myers. And I loved that movie and I had an Xbox game dedicated to the theme of that movie you know brianna i am so happy you brought that up because i had the same exact game on my playstation 2 and i used to rent it from hollywood video (laughs) i had it for the xbox and i owned it and then my dad like sold it against my um knowledge and to this day it hurts because i would like go back looking for the game and it would just be gone and not like where it used to be that's really sad i I wasn't expecting it to go there my my favorite part of that game (laughs) was was when he like built a whole like roller coaster type of a 
amusement park inside the house. Yeah, when the house becomes the mother of all messes. (laughs) And, like, the cat is, like, rolling down, like, some kind of contraption. And he had to, like, balance and stuff. And it was so much fun. And I wanted to play. And I couldn't because the game was gone. And my dad acted like he didn't get rid of it. He was just like, I don't know where it is. When he knew damn well he got rid of it. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, okay. To trigger you. Um, yeah, but on the topic of PS2 games from movies, uh, Shrek, that was another good one. Okay. So have, That's you ever I never read, had. have you ever read the book? How the Grinch Stole Christmas? No. Yeah, neither have I. Okay. Neither have I. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like a deep Grinch lore. I used to read Cat in the Hat was one of the first books I ever read. Oh, um, my first book I, like, ever really read was, or at least Dr. Seuss, was, um, Green Eggs and Ham. That one, too, but yeah. it was, Cat in the Hat was the one that stuck for me. I don't think I ever read Cat in the Hat. Um, oh, I read All the Places You'll Go. That's another one I remember. Yeah. Okay, so back to the Grinch. Um, should we just dive into it and give a quick summary yeah, so and then maybe go over is, some of our notes. Yeah, so as I said, I have an issue, and my issue is that I am not home, I don't have my notes with me. I'm close to my home, but we are living in a pandemic crisis, COVID era, and with that being said, she's quarantining. I'm oh not, my god. <laughs> I'm quarantining, but I'm just not allowed in my house because I have other people living in the same area as me. So Brianna's and hanging out in a hotel room. I'm in a hotel room and I don't have my notes, so I'm sorry. That's okay. okay. <laughs> um, it's something like it's not like it's the first episode, Brie. I did have some good notes. Maybe we can like revisit this later on or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can always call in later. Okay. We can add you in. Um, and hopefully, because I have my notes, I have a few notes that I took. So we watched... And I know you took some good notes. So I'll just bounce off of you. Perfect, perfect, perfect. And it would be, and, and it would be perfect. And it, it, it's going to be perfect. <laughs> um, so we watched this movie in two segments. We started watching it together. And then we and got, we, and then we just yeah. got distracted. I know that sounds horrible because I believe the movie is only like an hour and a half long. It's almost two hours long. Which is a long time to dedicate some time, you know. It's an especially hour. When you have, especially when minutes. you have ADD. It's an hour and four minutes. That's not correct. That's what I'm looking at right now. I, I have it pulled up, bro. I got my facts. I came with receipts. I'm pretty sure it's an hour and like 40 minutes. Not four minutes. Okay, place your bets down below. Anyway. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, we got distracted. And she ended up finishing it in New York, I believe, when you went to go visit your dad. Yes. And yes. then I finished it last night. I actually watched the whole thing last night. I, I rewatched everything. And so I was able to take a few more notes. And okay. so let's just run through it. Brianna, do you want to start off summarizing? <laughs> okay, I can, I'll do a quick summary. So this is how the movie starts out. It starts out with gazing into a snowflake and it just so happens that inside the snowflake we have the town of Whoville 
And inside the town of Whoville, we find that the Who's, are they called Who's? Yeah, they're called Who's, the Who's of Whoville. Okay, the Who's of Whoville love celebrating the holidays, and their favorite holiday is, in fact, Christmas. So the whole plot of the movie is based on the fact that Christmas is coming, and Santa Claus is coming to town, but Santa's not in the movie. Um. Anyway, <laughs> that's true. We you only see a brief synopsis uh, of whoa. You only see a brief moment of um Santa Claus, and then I don't actually. Really... No, there is Santa's not in the movie. Yeah, he is. There's a brief moment where the Grinch is looking at him, and yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, see, <laughs> you wouldn't think. We was it in Christmas. the beginning? Was it in the beginning or the end? It was right. So it was right before the the. Oh my goodness! No, I I'm cut off. I'm not in. I'm not in it anymore. And we're back. I am so sorry, everybody. My brother just called and interrupted. Whoa, and interrupted us. But we're back. Um, where did we leave off? Um, whether or not Santa Claus is in the Dr. Seuss How the Grinch Stole Christmas movie from 2000 with Jim Carrey. So he is. Um, so right before, right before, are you okay? Right before, yeah, no, I'm no, I'm like thinking about it. Right before, fuck you. Right before the Grinch steals Christmas, he watches Santa deliver the presents, and that's where he gets like his costume from, and that, and like he's stealing the presents he just left behind. Oh, so he made eye contact with him. I have to rewatch it. <laughs> no, there was no, I, there's no like beef. He just saw him from his mountain, looked down, and was like, "Oh, there's Santa Claus." Oh, I guess I missed that part. No, it's okay. You know, I, this is why we do I these podcasts. Over it. This is why we do these episodes <laughs> so we can give every movie what they deserve before we rank them. <laughs> anyway, okay. Oh my so, god! Pause right now. Pause right now. Michael Scott is just hearing that Toby's coming back. And he's about to go like you have. You're literally watching The Office while we're. I'm watching it with no sound, and he goes. He's about to go like, no. This is good content. <laughs> I'm sorry. And we're back, and hopefully Brianna has turned off The Office. No comment. No comment. So, go back to your summary. Let me think. Um... I think my one note was that the fact that this takes place in okay. a fucking snowflake. So yeah, um, <laughs> I, I so I was going on about that, and then we we did go off on a tangent about Santa Claus. So in Whoville, they celebrate Christmas, and they're really into it. Everyone loves Christmas, um, and in this town, everyone kind of looks the same, and they're all kind of like doing the routine and um, tradition of just decorating everything, being in the Christmas spirit. And, and they make it very clear. They make it very clear that there are other holidays. They just go ham for Christmas. Which yeah. I think is ridiculous. I think it's ridiculous. You think it's ridiculous? I would, I would hate to live in Whoville. But you, know, you want to know something? Immediately when I saw this, and I don't know if it's because I'm an adult now. Um, you know, I used to watch it as a kid. But, like, when I, when I see Whoville, I kind of just think of the society we live in now and how 
you know, people do kind of go all out for Christmas. And, like, lately, I think, like, in, in the times, especially, like, in the past couple of years, people go ham for Halloween. Because people, yes. people just love dressing up. But it also, it, it is, it's the same for Christmas. Like, everyone puts, everyone, like, goes Christmas shopping, especially, like, on Black Friday when all the deals are there so that everyone can get Christmas for, like, a good, you know, price and that, that's affordable like uh, people just do it like people you know it's funny Christmas. it's funny especially you bring up like, halloween yeah especially in, yeah go, go on i would say it's funny you bring up halloween because one of my notes is that if this if they put all this effort into halloween then it would be way more of a vibe but then again it would just be the nightmare before christmas um but yeah, yeah, I hear what you're, like, I hear what you're saying. Lately, lately it has been either like, are you a Halloween person or are you a Christmas person? Yeah, I think I'm more of a Christmas person, just because I'm a very family oriented person, and I'm, you know, you, it's the spirit of giving. Like you want to, I, I just love you know picking out the right present for the people that you love. That's really sweet. I I, I think that I'm more of a I think that I'm more of a Grinch prefer halloween you're a grinch i'm more of one than you definitely um i prefer halloween i like dressing up i don't i think a lot of christmas is very like superficial i don't know those are my takes on christmas it's not superficial for me especially because of the whole message of the movie of how the grinch stole christmas a day yeah i get it his heart grew like 12 sizes his heart his heart grew three sizes that day excuse me (laughs) his heart grew within reason well, we'll we'll get we'll get to what the moral, we'll get to what the moral of the story was. Okay. Okay. So then we you meet this girl named Cindy, Cindy Lou Who, who is depressed during the holiday season because coming to her senses, she's growing up. She's um going through her growing pains it seems like we don't really know how old she is but she looks like she could be in her middle school ages pre-teens just kind of learning what life's all about and it it becomes clear that she understands that Christmas isn't all about the, the hustle it's not all about the the special like um big days of Christmas stuff like because she kind of that's what she was kind of getting at she's like but why is it important but why but why is the Grinch the Grinch left out like she wanted to know I think she's realizing that Christmas is superficial and that it's like all these people are preaching about like family and inclusion and giving presents to the people you care about and then yeah she sees this outcast and she's like why do we outcast him? What's his deal? Everyone's talking about giving, but no one's giving to the Grinch. <laughs> exactly. So okay. what else What else do you have written down? I mean, is, is that the synopsis? Because then we also get, we also get like a really in-depth of the Grinch and how he lives and what his is and what his attitude is towards the fact that it is the holiday season. Oh, wait, 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 wait. We're not going to skip over my favorite scene. No, no. 
we're still summarizing the movie. Ah, uh, okay, continue. So, so we get <laughs> we get like a like a really in depth glance of how he lived. Take is on, um, you know the holiday and how he got to where he is, especially interviewing his adoptive parents or, or maybe his real parents. Who knows? Well, we don't really know how the baby lore works. Yeah. They kind of just float in. Um, he floated in. He, he floats in from God knows where. Yeah. And they leave him and, and they leave him outside. You find out that he was left outside all night while they partied. Yeah. They weren't expecting him. Okay. So anyway, so we see his, we see where he lives. He literally lives in trash. Um, all the, all the Whoville trash and old Christmas presents go to him. Yeah, because he lives at the dump. He knows what people throw away and he makes, he makes a statement about it. Yep. And so Whoville hates recycling and is not environment friendly, as we learn. Yeah. There's a lot of, with Whoville today for sure or damn no I, I don't if, if you're saying damn but like it's because you know I'm right I know <laughs> no I know you're right because Dr. Seuss and I don't want to I don't want to quote I don't want to like give false information but I know that Dr. Seuss was like was like had like an interesting story like he was problematic then he wasn't problematic I know that he like was paranoid for a little bit and he was woke on like society in some at least towards the end like have you ever heard of the lorax yes that tree about um that that tree goddess <laughs> what's like the ending line of that book um unless somebody cares a whole awful lot nothing's gonna change it's not i love that oh yeah yep um I, I do remember that book, but I I couldn't quote it. <laughs> um, about, it it's the Dr. Seuss quote. He he was so the way he like crafted his poetry was just so like oh, I can't even like put it into words right now. It was just so good, like the way he rhymed everything, the way he like told the story while still like making it a poem was so yeah. Cool. Honestly, one of my favorite parts in the movie was after after like because i think like the first chunk of the movie is really like the prologue it's the part that you don't get in the animation and then there's a certain part in the movie where all that ends and like like the grinch like how the grinch stole christmas like starts like the rhyming starts um it's when he starts building his his santa uniform yeah uniform um yeah, one of my favorite parts is when he starts rhyming. I'm trying to think of. Wait, you're talking about few. the Grinch or just Dr. Seuss in general? The Grinch. So oh, okay. back to like the movie when Jim Carrey um, will start to rhyme his words, and then I think there's even a point where he like he like scoffs at it. He's like, oh, "I'm rhyming now." I love that part. Yeah. Um. Okay, so back to the back to the quick synopsis. So Christmas approaches and the mayor announces that, um, oh wait, no, sorry. First, first Cindy starts investigating about the grant. She goes to all like the different places. He goes to 
Hold on, I have my notes right here. Oh, just kidding. No, I don't. He goes to um his old girlfriend, Betty, Betty Lou Who. I think that's her name. He goes to his adoptive parents. And then she goes to the mayor. And they tell and they tell like the story about his childhood and how he ran away. It's very tragic. Um but then basically the movie goes on and the mayor announces that they're going to do the annual cheermeister thing. Brianna, what did you think about the uh, cheermeister? Just that in general. Okay. I haven't really put that much thought into it, but now that I'm thinking about it, it is, that is the problem with Christmas and the grand display of just, mm. um, people when just start to become a contest. Like a contest of who's the best and who's like, willing to do the absolute in the like in the name of christmas it's like weird but it's weird <laughs> it's weird the chair we're not gonna get to we're not gonna get into it now but like the chair of cheer <laughs> yeah it's like uh, it's crazy it's cringe <laughs> but yeah no i i i think that's definitely like a really overrated thing especially if it's like an annual like event it's a little much for me yeah like people probably get hyped for it hearts get broken and then the mayor the mayor ends up becoming like the mayor just um nominates himself every year corrupt system exactly (laughs) um so sydney the sweetheart she is is like well why doesn't the grinch become head of christmas this year so innocent so sweet, honestly. Yeah. And um, and so she makes her way up to the, I believe it's called Mount Crumpet, and goes to the Grinch's lair and proposes her idea. And eventually the Grinch comes down and they get to the festivities. What are the festivities? We'll get into it. Okay. Um, but so then that goes bad. And then you pick up. You go. You go. So it goes bad when the mayor deliberately pokes at he knows will get the Grinch upset. And he gives him... Okay, that's a, it's, it's like really specific, but in, in long story short, he humiliates the Grinch in front of everybody, and that's like really like it's it, no, it, it's just like like in the spirit of christmas really you're gonna do that you're gonna pull that he pulls out he pulls out he no pulls i know i know out. i know yeah it's like he just no i'm telling the listeners i'm telling the listeners we we've watched the movie he pulls out a, a um a shaving thing what is it called a razor a razor thank you it's a very bizarre looking razor and he pulls it out and pretty much brings up like PTSD flashbacks for the Grinch of when he gave himself Oh no no. That... no. It's not a razor. I think they're clippers. That's a better word for it. Clippers. Yeah, they're clippers. Yeah. Um, on top of proposing to Martha May and offering her a new car. This this is The, this ma- is the, the mayor knew the whole the time Martha May had the hots for the Grinch. The muscles. <laughs> yes. She, she made it 
She said it without even like trying. She no, she made it very clear when Sydney was um interviewing her. No, she, she, she made it clear that she was trying to hide her feelings for the Grinch because she knew. Like wasn't doing a very good job. Yeah, she wasn't doing a very good job. You can So basically that ends. Yeah. The Grinch literally burns the giant tree to the ground, ruins it all. He's at his lowest. He's pissed. He's angry. And he does a and scratch. A freaking oh, scratch. Going there, but yeah, he does. He does and take his little Grinch finger and scratch along the car, which is everything. That happens before the tree burns down. But yeah, it does happen. <laughs> but what I was saying, he's angry. <laughs> he's in a rage. He's humiliated. So he decides. No Christmas this year. We're done. And he he starts planning to steal it. So then from there on, it's the basic how the Grinch stole Christmas. He goes about to each house, takes the Christmas trees, takes the presents, takes all the decorations. Um, and he, he is successful. And he ends up bringing the presents back to the top of Mount Whoville, I think. I don't know. On top of the mountain. Yeah, that's what happens. This is where I started fading. So this is where I started fading. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he brings him up to the mount- to the top of his mountain. And he's kind of like, eh. Because obviously revenge never, never like, hits as, it, as you think it's gonna. And back in Whoville, this is what I think is messed up. Back in Whoville, the mayor is like blaming sydney Sid, sydney yeah sydney for like even bringing the grinch down she's like you know like he's gaslighting her in front of the whole village and it's pretty messed up you know and there's so, people really like that out there yeah back to your statement about society sorry i, I may have been um, <laughs> i know it's okay <laughs> it's okay we're all here for you um they all begin singing. I'm pretty sure this is when, like, the first round of... No, this is the last round of singing. So they're all, like, singing and holding hands. And the sound causes the Grinch to start feeling something. He's wondering, like, how, like, how are, how are they still so fucking cheerful and so gosh darn happy when I just stole Christmas? And then he has a realization. He's like, it's joyful and triumphant. <laughs> and yeah, so then basically he goes into cardiac arrest, has a heart attack, his heart grows three sizes, and he returns the presents to Whoville and apologizes and ends up marrying, perhaps, Margaret May? No, I don't think he married her. I think they just rekindled their relationship. Because she turned down the mayor when he proposed to her with a ring. She gave it right back to him and jumped into the Grinch's arms. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure she says, like, my heart belongs to the Grinch. Or well, the like heart, that. a heart isn't, you know, marriage. A heart is li- literally a heart. Okay, so, so they're seeing each other. But it's nice to think that eventually one day the Grinch will settle down with a family. It's, it's, it's one of those things, like, the rest is history. <laughs> Yeah, and so then the movie ends with 
all of then this was my surprise because I I I'm like it's one thing to accept Christmas, but it's another thing to invite the fucking village into your lair. But the movie ends with uh, the Grinch hosting Christmas and cutting into some pork or some just big meat, and it's just very nice. So heartwarming, so wholesome. I think I personally think this is one of my favorite Christmas movies. I think it outranks Elf and all of those other comedy Christmas movies. I think it, yeah, I, I would say right now, you know, I don't watch very many movies, but it definitely is my favorite Christmas Christmas movie, for sure. This movie right here, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, 2000. I used to watch this movie in the dead of June when we would go visit my family in Virginia because this was the only movie they would have in English. Wow. Yeah. Well, it, it's a good one. I feel like any movie with Jim Carrey is, like, pretty decent. He's a very relatable comedian. Like, it's... His, his body language? Yes. And how he can, like, um, show expression even through all of the Grinch makeup. Yes. He's good. He's good. And I couldn't, I couldn't really see anybody else playing the Grinch. Could you? He's extremely talented at it. He did an amazing job. Like, it's not my favorite for no reason. I don't replay it and, you know, tell, you know, it's like when I go to my family's house and it's Christmas and there's like not much going on. I'm like, okay, well, why don't we throw this movie on and like watch it together? Because like, I I never, I'd never really, I watched it with my dad in the past and he like brought it up when I, when I put it on, but I put it on like, you know, as an adult for the first time with my, you know, my step-siblings, they're growing up, they're in high school, but, like, we were still able to watch, like, a movie that's supposed to be for kids, but it's also, like, like, the whole production of it was, I don't know, I, 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 I really need it's to, like, find the words for, for us, it. For us, I believe, for us, I believe it's nostalgic, and it's one of those movies where you, every time you go back and watch it, you, like, you get another joke. Because yeah. it's so jam-packed with so much, like, adult humor, kid humor, and just quick little jabs here and there that I feel like, for me, at least, every time I go back and revisit it, I find myself laughing at a different part or, like, a different a different yeah. quote. Okay. So now that we summarized it, let's start talking about our favorite parts. Okay. What yeah. were your favorite parts? Or what was one of your favorite parts? We'll go, we'll go back and forth. So to jog my memory off of like the top of my head, so like these are things that really stick with me because I don't have notes in front of me. We don't have to go in order. We don't have to go in order. I don't have notes in front of me, but I love the part where Cindy Lou is in his house and he's um, trying to intimidate her, (laughs) and he goes like rah rah like in her face, and then he goes on and says. you're scared like he's trying to like taunt her and he's trying to convince her that she's scared of him and he goes and he says doubt that's another unmistakable sign of the heavy jeebies and i find it so funny when he does that it's just that line gets me every time i think no that whole bit that whole bit is so funny i'm pretty sure he even goes as far as like he disappears and then puts on a t-shirt and then like rips it off so funny so funny Oh my god, <laughs> the comedy. Um, a lot of the scenes, a lot of the scenes in in his lair are hilarious. 
Um, one of my favorite scenes right off the bat um, of the movie starting is when Margaret, I think it's Margaret May and Betty Lou, Betty Lou who, uh, Sydney's mom, are both decorating their houses like that are right next to each other. And she comes out with the cannon. That was one of my favorite scenes growing up. It's not really more of a funny scene, but it's just... That's the, yeah, it's the kind of scene that's very um, intense. <laughs> yeah, it's just and like, that's like, the kind, Yeah, that's the kind of scene that, like, the kids laugh at, too, because it's just so extreme. Yeah, and then she's bringing up, she, um, the other girl, uh, Betty, she's bringing up, like, uh, chandeliers and lamps and, like, all these random-ass light bulbs. And then her, the neighbor next to her just has this giant cannon with, like, a big ream of, of lights. I just love it. Um, yeah. The light- no. Oh, you're gonna let me go. Oh, I'm sorry. No, and also <laughs> I just want to point out the fact that you know she's bringing out all these like odd things, and you can kind of like relate that to the fact that some people don't have, say, the rich that can like easily put out like a, a uniform big display of lights, but like people like Betty have really put a lot of time and effort into just trying to remotely match the people that are like just way more capable and way more privileged than poor Betty absolutely I think a lot of people could relate to Betty Lou in that moment yeah especially the moms (laughs) all the mothers out there yeah well that yeah all the moms out there who are just just can't catch a break (laughs) who constantly feel like they're being showed up by other moms who don't like yeah Shout out to Betty Lou. Um, okay, this is something I wanted your thoughts on. Your thoughts on the baby Grinch. Does he compare with baby Yoda? Groot. Where does he fall on the baby scale? I do. This is... I think he's above the Ice Age baby. Okay, I just want you to know, Ide, that I was not ready for that question. <laughs> and I actually don't know how to answer it. Because I don't know too, okay, I don't know to too it. much about Baby Yoda or Gru. Who's Gru? Is he from? He's from Despic- See, this he's from Despicable Me, right? Gru's <laughs> Despicable Me. So this is why, ladies and gentlemen, Brianna is my co-host. Groot. Groot. Oh, Groot is Groot. from event. No, Groot is from right- Guardians. Yep. Of the Gal- of the yep. Galaxy. Yeah. Uh huh. So Groot is supreme. <laughs> okay so now we're getting somewhere but I, I, I don't have I any that. information to back it up it's just my intuition <laughs> okay i can take that because like say, I, I love that uh, soul with all my heart baby yoda yeah, i need to watch star wars but well, oh you know him. you must know him from also the i day um i don't know too much about star wars but i do know a little bit about social media and tiktok and i learned that apparently everyone is thinking that this um, supposed Baby Yoda is Baby Yoda, but it's not Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda has his own name, and he's actually not Yoda. And in and, and The Mandalorian, yes. it's actually a completely different character. Mm-hmm. But he, he, he's... Yes, that is true. No, you, you are true. It's just people don't know him as his species. They just know him as like 
oh, that's yoga. That's Yoda in baby form. When he's not really Yoda yeah, in baby so, form. Yeah, so, you know, people, it's like, if you know, you know. But if I you know, you know. I don't really. What about the ice I got a tip. <laughs> what about the Ice Age baby? Who, what's the Ice Age baby? thoughts on the ice age baby so i i just looked at a picture of the ice age baby um i've seen ice age but the ice age baby never stuck out to me that much i don't know why i i I always just looked at sid and the mammoth the sid and the mammoth not pretty to look no but like those are the characters that stuck with me a lot of people want the ice age baby to burn alive why because he's nasty to look at (laughs) that's not hey i didn't i don't make the rules brianna i'm just following i'm just i'm just reiterating what the meme is i i never i'm sending you well i'm sending you (laughs) okay for reference I'll i'll check it out my baby scale goes groot yoda Grinch, Ice Age Baby. You know what? Put, sign my name on that too. <laughs> Quote me too. She said Bet. that. Put me in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, what else could we be talking about regarding? Okay, wait. Yeah, let's go back to our favorite parts. Um, you mentioned the layer. One of my favorite parts in the layer that my brother and I, to this day, quote back to each other all the time is. I believe it's the first time he comes back from Whoville and he's yelling into the abyss. And he's like, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. I quoted that wrong. He goes, I'm an idiot. And then he replies, you're an idiot. Yeah. And then he whispers, I'm going to talk really quietly because then, then my voice won't be able to bounce back off the walls and come back to me. You're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, that, that was pretty funny. That's a, yeah. That's um, like, that's a good joke. That's a that's the kind of joke that like everyone would laugh at, not just the adults. Facts. Um, I'm trying to think of other parts of the movie that really stick out to me. Oh, um, okay. I'll I'll say one. When he kicks off his socks and they scurry away, scared of him because they're so, because they're so that's dirty. Foul. That's foul. yeah, extremely foul, but it stuck with me. All right. That's my take on his lair. What else could we touch base on? Um, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm pondering. Uh, what about, okay, so back to the cherishier. Yeah. So what do you what do you think about like that whole thing? All right. So, so the cherishier itself, or the fact that he rocked that chair of cheer. <laughs> he he I took the chair here and uh, ran with it. It took him a minute. It to took get him a minute there. to accept that he won, but w- once he won, he was ecstatic. 
another one of my no another one of my favorite quotes is when he gets up there and he goes and the girl mentioned a check <laughs> like that is like yeah humor good humor it was uh, yeah i'm sorry i i have to just have a little disclaimer for me and the fact that yeah, uh-huh. when i don't run on a lot of sleep i stutter a lot and it's hard for me to like put my thoughts together so that's it there's that no it's okay i i have dyslexia so i can't speak sometimes <laughs> sometimes i can't speak so because all- my brain my brain it's okay uh so they manhandle him into the chair chair he says very clearly that it's all it's too much too soon yeah and they cart him away and they start shoving i believe they do fudge fudge then they do no they do like christmas brittle then they do fudge no no sorry First, they shove him into a tacky Christmas sweater. Then they shove him into the chair chair. I just want to go over this man's trauma because I felt so bad for the Grinch in this situation. I'm like, let's talk about the fact that he just put himself out there for this little girl. So he gets there. They shove him into a tacky sweater. They throw him into the chair chair. They start shoving... Pudding. I believe it's pudding, pudding into his mouth. Yeah. The first round is pudding, though. Disgusting. Then he does the conga line. He kind of enjoys that. That's kind of cute. Then he does a round of fudge. Then he does the hacky sack race. That, that was actually iconic. That's something that stuck with me as a child, too. Because he he did a really dramatic like, yep. and and they did that classic um, do, do, yeah, do, that do, victory do, music. that's 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 his moment. That's where he accepts it's the, the same here. victory um music that they play in Madagascar. It's a very I I forget what what it's called, but it's a very iconic. I think um, that um. How the Grinch Stole Christmas is a DreamWorks movie, and so is Madagascar. But that's not but their song. DreamWorks uses that song a lot, or at least twice. I don't know how the Grinch Stole Christmas is. Oh, maybe it's not. Maybe I'm just making that up in my head. No, how the Grinch Stole Christmas is Warner Brothers. I think. No, I remember it. I remember the beginning now. It is. It's not DreamWorks, or maybe it's both. If it's possible, but I don't. I don't think so anymore. Dude, I could not tell you. I have no idea. These are the things that we should be researching beforehand. But oh, it's Universal. Okay, we are back and we're ready to wrap this baby up. Yes. Okay, Brianna. What do you think? The moral of this movie was. I think it's very clear that the moral of this movie is how capitalism destroyed society. Whoa. I wasn't ready for that. But yeah, 
I was gonna say that the moral of this movie was that the Grinch hated people and they and he hated Whoville, not Christmas. Yep. And and that's it kind of ties into what I said that you know their that's their exactly way what you said just like the fifth grade version of it. Their way fifth grade. <laughs> <laughs> the way that you know it ties into exactly what I said, but I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in it's completely hand in hand that he Christmas and that was his big realization in the end. What he didn't like was the certain people that made him hate who he was mm. and and how he viewed the world and how he was trying to just in, innocently follow his his instincts and his dreams and then he ended up getting humiliated constantly because he was different because he was different yep society is mean to different people and also, you know, a good superficial way of looking at it is that, you know, Christmas isn't all about the gifts. It's all about the emotion behind it. You know, that is like one of the main um, messages, too. Or but that it's a very broad. That Halloween is better. That's another broad message. Halloween um, is better than Christmas. That's what that's what they're saying. Yeah. How? You you have to really like watch it with with a clear lens, but it is it is saying that. I don't understand. I, I did not <laughs> get that message at all. <laughs> okay, how do you think it should have ended? I think it had a pretty good bit ending. I think it ended just as it should because he ended up. The mayor exactly. got his justice. At the, like, at the end of the day, the mayor did get shaved on the middle. He ended up getting what he yearned for, and that was, um, you know, growing his heart back, even though he was trying to convince himself that he didn't want his heart to grow and he wanted to keep it shrunk. He, he knew that his heart full felt good, he and felt, he ended up he getting He filled that. his heart with a community as well. And I think that's also a really important message about Christmas is that, like, don't be a Grinch and don't spend Christmas alone. Even if like, even if you think that's like the best thing to do, I think that you should always reach out to somebody on the holidays. And just know that you don't have to convince yourself you're alone. Yeah. Cause there are always, there's, there's always a Sydney, Sydney Luhu out there who wants to see the best in you. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, what was, who was your favorite character? Who do you think the best character was? The Grinch. The Grinch? I think the best character was uh, Martha May. I love her. I Her character was pretty... Um, I'm sorry. I loved her character, too. I just thought Simply that put. she was a really sweet girl who was pretty, and the mayor just... fetishized her. And, like, I don't think that was her fault. And the, even, exactly. Even in the very beginning when they were in school... And she, she did the whole, I love Christmas, red and green. Like, she was always trying to include the Grinch. She always had a crush on the Grinch. Um, yes. And we, and we loved it. the difficult position where she, she had a crush on the person who was being ridiculed the most. And that, that's not easy. Especially when you're in middle school and trying to figure out how to 
navigate those social cues. Yeah. yeah, no, middle schoolers are cruel, as you can see in the Grinch. Middle schoolers suck. Um, it's also a shame that the Grinch ran away. Anyway, um, where do you think this falls on our movie billboard podcast chart rank? We're going to have a better name for that in the future. So our billboard mu- our billboard movie podcast rank doesn't have any other movies on it so I think it has to start out as number one and that's final okay for me for me at least I don't, I don't know if you have any how the Grinch stole Christmas objections what do you have any <laughs> objections oh I thought you were objecting like, I haven't finished my sentence woman I'm so- it's okay I'm sorry it's my fault it's my fault no it's not your fault I'm explosive um how the grinch stole christmas 2000 i forget what i was saying <laughs> yes it's number, it's number one is number one yes <laughs> okay so um on um, that note oh and also we should make it clear that this list is not final it's subject to change as we continue to watch you more review more movies and we're gonna explain your pref Prefla? 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 Of movies? Plethora. Plethora. <laughs> We're going to explain your plethora of movies and my plethora of vocabulary. It's going to be it's gonna be a fun ride. It's okay. always a fun ride. So, on that note, Merry Christmas. Happy Merry Hanukkah. Christmas. You filthy Hanukkah. animal. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. And we will see you next week next week next week so soon i know we're gonna start cranking these out all right let's go okay bye bye